0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen Gerrard gives an update on Connor Goldson's future and Ryan Jack's fitness. Ange Postacoglu says they're tracking multiple targets as he looks to build on his squad. And it was a successful night in Europe for both Aberdeen and Hibs. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL. Yeah, good evening, Andrew. It's been a quick close season. We're only a week tomorrow away from the start of a new Premier League um, season and I'm looking really forward to it. Uh, a lot of talking points build up Well, Celtic Rangers have more players in Aberdeen doing a lot of good business Hibs last night got a good result as well um, So it'll be really interesting over the coming days To the build up next Saturday Yeah, we'll be hearing the thoughts of both old firm managers tonight Getting the reaction from last night's European qualifiers as well So whatever's on your mind 0141 951 I'll just touch on that quickly It was good to see two Scottish teams Going out and getting good victories In European football Yeah um, Aberdeen convincing 5-1 Hibs down to 10 men as well 3-0 at home So you would probably say safely That they will then qualify Um, You know it's a good start for them Um, They're still early obviously Into their their pre-season training Because this will be part of it as well So it's important you get good results Andrew Because everything's for the build up For next Saturday, Sunday You want to go off to a good start in the league A lot of good games A lot of exciting games I'm sure we've got to cover them With Super Scoreboard And as I say It'll be interesting to see If any teams add to their squads Which I think they will I know it's been a, a bit of a long summer and we've had the Euros but it does feel as if the, the league season's coming around quickly a week tomorrow we kick off some big games oh, I'm totally opposite I think it's been so short a break um, obviously you've been working every night I've been in the golf course and <laughs> relaxing um, no I'm just looking forward to it I think it's going to be a really exciting season obviously Celtic have got a new manager in uh, he's still to assemble the squad that he wants um, he's still to get his ideas over of the style of football we noticed the other night there he's trying to get the fullbacks to come into Midlife Park play a different brand of football try to play from the back um, but it's all about squad addition and the Celtic fans will be hoping that there's new players in the door by next week well, lots to talk about 01419511025 make sure to get your calls in Stephen Gerrard's been speaking today with the Premiership season kicking off in just over a week's time they've got a couple of friendlies this weekend against Brighton tomorrow Real Madrid on Sunday as well before their league opener against Livingston next Saturday he was quizzed on a few topics one of those was Connor Goldson he says that he's confident they can get a deal done to extend Connor Goldson's contract he's entering the final year of his current deal and Gerrard says he's relaxed about the situation well listen I've got a fantastic personal relationship with Connor, uh, I remember bringing him up three years ago uh, up here and he's done an incredible job, he's got stronger and stronger each season, he, he's very comfortable here, um, he's a big leader, we've given big responsibility making him vice captain of this club, so he's very settled, um, we're, 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 talks are ongoing, um, I'm confident we can get it to where we want to get it, um, but at the same time we'll, we'll respect Connor's space where he's at and um, there's no need to rush. As I say, we've got that strong personal relationship. Um, you know, his advisors are in touch with the club, and and things are moving forward. But hopefully, um, sooner rather than later, we can get him tied down because he's very important to to the team and to the club, and to me personally because um, he's robust. He's a top player. He's a leader, and as a manager, they're the players you want to rely on. 
that'll be positive news for Rangers fans because no one really knew what was happening with the Conor Goldson mm-hmm. situation there was obviously the likes of Alan McGregor James Tavernier Stephen Davis all signed new contracts at the end of last season Conor Goldson entering the final year the first we've really heard from Stephen Gerrard on it and he says he's confident they can strike a deal to keep yeah, him yeah obviously he's got a good relationship with the player Andrew I said at the end of the season when we were all asked about our player of the years Goldson was mine uh, I thought he was absolutely fantastic uh, Never missed a minute of football for Rangers That shows you how important Even with squad rotation And you look at the fixtures that Rangers had last year You know they were playing midweek And at the weekends And the cup games And Golson played in every single game Gerard rested a lot of his top top players in games And gave them a bit of a break Golson was never And it shows you how important he is to the setup. There's no panic He's still another year Yes of course uh, Everyone at Ibrox And the Rangers manager Be delighted to get him signed And I'm sure that um, You know If they sit down Round the table The terms are right I'm sure Con- Connor Golson Will look at Rangers And think Yeah this is a club I want to stay at 01419511025 On the phone Scott is a Rangers fan Up first And Pollock Scott is that positive news for you? Ah, it's good. That's good news for me But my point is uh, See these friendlies Yes. They were playing I've got Brighton and Morton And we've got the army Did in the Sunday right Alright It's good enough To play these players And get the game up again Because We're almost Halfway through our season They've beat Helsinki 2-1 It looks as if We're going to be playing them uh, There's a chance Of injuries right For a start But it's just, that's normal But see We did game They're still high risk With this COVID-19 So I'd like to see What the panel's thought is Isn't that I mean that's that's the thing, Gordon. There's always going to be these risks at this title. Well, this sort of the current circumstances mm-hmm. we're in. That, that coronavirus is is all around us. It's still all encompassing. We're hoping that the season goes as smoothly as possible. But these are the risks that of that clubs need to take at the moment to make sure that their players get up to speed. Well, as Scott said, there they've got uh, a big game coming up in Europe. They've got the start of um, you know their title defence next Saturday against Livingston. The only way you can get players up to speed, it's not anything to do with training, Andrew. It's all about, and any ex-player or player will tell you, it's all about game, game time. And Rangers have got two massive fixtures coming up. Uh, obviously, Blackpool one was cancelled, so they've got two uh, fixtures coming up on Saturday and Sunday, which for me makes sense because if you look at the Rangers, the size of the squad they've got just now, um, you know there are a lot of players needing game time. And that's why, i.e., the two games are there Saturday and Sunday and all the players will be used. And, you know, if they can escape through without injuries, as Scott was saying as well, but you can turn up to training and pick up an injury. It's not a case of, well, we need to watch what we're doing because we're playing two games. They've got a big, big squad. They've got a lot of players. And Stephen Gerrard needs these two games to make sure everybody's fully fit, up to speed, so that he's got the luxury of picking what he thinks is going to be strongest starting eleven against Livingston next week. Game time and fitness is obviously absolutely key going into these friendlies and getting the players as many minutes as possible. But a friendly against the likes of Real Madrid is about a lot more than that as well. Clubs will see that as, as great exposure, getting the fans in for you know what is a, a glamour friendly as well. Yeah, uh, I think if you're a Rangers player, you're sitting probably tonight thinking, I hope I'm in Sunday squad. Uh, I'll miss the, the Saturday one against Brighton because obviously it's Real Madrid. You want to play against the top teams. You want to play against the top players. We know it, i.e. it's only a friendly. We know that, of course. But it's just good to say, you know, look back in your career and think to yourself, well, one day, you know, a long time ago, I played against Real Madrid. Um, so 
I think all players will be excited about it But even the guys on Saturday Tomorrow against Brighton They know what the exercise is all about It's the same for every other club They fit in as many games as they can Because of the size of the squads they've got now To make sure everybody gets up to speed Scott, just over a, a week to go Until the season kicks off how, how confident are you feeling Going into the new campaign? Extremely confident uh, Even better than last season uh, But the thing is See See if Andy picks up that COVID-19 After the Amadrid's players On uh, Sunday What are we going to be doing? What's happening? Did they get tested before they came in? I mean, there's a lot of variables there, Gordon And the mm. thing is that, that clubs need to follow specific protocols And I'm sure that Rangers and Real Madrid will both be following specific protocols We've had friendly matches, we've had European championships mm. this summer We went through a full season of it as well So there's you know, plenty of, of rules and regulations that the clubs need to follow Andrew, it's, and I'm as, sim- sure that it's as simple as this for me Clubs will be doing everything possible to safeguard everyone concerned in match days Of course they will Protocols are there to follow Clubs will be doing that We can't we can't just sit back and think Right we can't invite Real Madrid in Real Madrid's a glamour game for them It's a terrific game for them Different style of football as well It's a European style of football You know you could you could have the Brighton lads Coming up from England You know so it's the it's exact same scenario Every club will hope that that doesn't happen We're living with it Andrew We've got to deal with it and we've got to go on and try and prepare the best we possibly can. And this is what the clubs are doing. Yeah, I think there's been sort of little to no evidence really to suggest that there's been any transmissions on the football pitch from, from one club to another. Rangers will just be looking at this as a, a good test going into the season ahead. A good one to get, I think it's nearly 13,000 fans will be inside Ibrox. And, and that's a good way for them to sort of send off the players into what is the start of the league campaign well, next Saturday. Yeah, and, and that's that's a massive plus for clubs now. The fans start to return. Slowly, as you say, Rangers will have nearly 13,000 in there now. Even in a stadium at Ibrox, it holds what 49,000 plus uh, 13,000 when you're used to last season playing in front of just you know the, the staff and the, the, the subs is an incredible atmosphere. Andrew, the, the, the players will appreciate it, the fans will love the ones that are lucky enough to get inside the grounds now and support our team, they'll be delighted to be there because they've missed out. And so much for so long And slowly, gradually And hopefully, fingers crossed We're starting to get back to you know Full capacities in the time to come Back to the Conor Goldson situation Of course Stephen Gerrard saying he's confident They can tie him down on a longer term deal Just the, the one year left How important is that continuity uh, in defence For Rangers? Because you look at it in the league last season Just 13 goals conceded Conor Goldson played every single minute of every game He pretty much had either Hellander or Balogun mm-hmm. next to him Steven Gerrard will be desperate to try and keep that you know, back four that, that was really successful last season Well you, you want to keep a player that you play every single minute of the season uh, You know every game he was there He didn't even look at you know a game that he thought Yeah we could get away with resting Conor Goldson for a few games Like he, he, he did with other players, uh, top players but Golston was so important to him And it was Golston plus one Whoever played beside him So they'll be desperate to get him tied down But let me say If Conor Golston looks and thinks His future's elsewhere down south That's fine I don't think it'll I think Rangers have got good cover at centre-back Of course they want Golston in there I think he's massive to them But it's not going to be the end of the world If Rangers have to You know, if a, if a massive bid come in for someone You know, 
Rangers are like every other club They're a selling club You know if the money's right Then then players will go But I'm sure Stephen Gerrard Sitting now with him And the, the plus there And you heard the manager Saying his relationship with the player Is very strong and very good And sometimes as a player You look at the manager and think yeah, I want to stay here and play for the manager And I want to play for his club 01419511025 on the phones Craig is a Rangers fan up next in Cumbernauld Craig, is that encouraging news today? Um, 100% uh, Andrew and Gordon is definitely um, I think Conor Goldson is such an important player for us You know, Last season um, he was certainly my pick for player of the year I thought he was Mr Consistent He played almost every minute of every game so it shows the, the incredible levels of fitness that he's got and the, the fact that he's obviously not someone who's very injury prone either which is an important trait I think for a centre back because when you're flying into the kind of tackles that most centre backs will you might expect an injury or two so for him to get by unscathed shows he's a remarkably fit player um, I also think at the stage he's at in his career I don't think it'd be a wise thing for him to decide to leave either I don't see any reason why he would because we can offer him the opportunity at Champions League football this season um, if not that at the very least I think you would expect to be playing in the Europa League and of course if it, you know it extends beyond um, in the next the, the next season then if we retain the title it's a guaranteed group stage spot and I mean I don't know um, if Gordon would agree but I just don't think there's another club out there that, that bigger than us that would offer him those kind of opportunities now um, I think if he left it would be to go to a club maybe smaller than ours or certainly a club that possibly wouldn't be it'll be offering European football to and I think that that for me for any player surely has to be a, a huge carrot and the fact that you know um, I'm sure he wants to add as all the players will to his sort of medal hall and get more more trophies um, as well um, so that by the time he does leave he, he can you know, say that he's a, a, been a decorated player for us, which I, I mean, I already think he's he's been tremendous personally. And Andrew, I can't I can't disagree with you because I said earlier. Craig. Craig, sorry, well, it was Andrew also. Um, Craig, sorry, I I can't disagree with you because I said earlier on the program that I did say that Conor Golson was my player of the year because of all the points that you made there. Now I agree with you in the fact that as a player looking at, you know, what's there at Rangers Massive Club. Uh, full houses at Ibrox every time they play there. Uh, terrific atmosphere. Playing under a, a manager that's probably been one of the best midfield players in, in the world at one time. He was absolutely fantastic. Uh, winning trophies. Of course, Rangers will always have the opportunity to go and win trophies. But unfortunately, in today's market, as the, the pound sign talks, Andrew, um, you see Christopher Ayer, for instance, at Celtic. Um, he had the same opportunity to stay at Celtic, massive club, look at the support, look at the chance of playing in Europe, look at the chance of winning medals. He goes to Brentford. It's a financial decision. Um, now, I'm not saying that Conor Golson is going to just jump out of Rangers, but the modern-day player now sits down and it is a short career and the way up finances probably against winning two or three, four, five, six medals, whatever it may be, and finances seem to win all day because... It's not just a difference in, you know, maybe £5 to £10. This is life-changing money that when you go to England and Conor Golson will be watched with some good clubs in England and they've got the finances that can turn heads, you know, and the the, the difference in the finances down there 
is incredible. As much as we can argue the point of look at Brentford against a, a club of the stature of Celtic, but money wins. And I don't know what the situation's got to be with Connor Golson. The only thing I will say is I think that he must be very happy. He's obviously very happy with the manager. He loves playing for the club. So that's all pluses. It just depends on how he looks at financially. Well, thank you to Craig. Let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard speaking to Sky Sports today. He says he can't currently answer any questions about Alfredo Morelos' future. He also hopes Ryan Jack will be given the all clear to return to full training next week. He's good. He's progressing well. He sees a surge in the middle of next week. And... Um, Hopefully, fingers crossed, he gets the green light to resume full training. He's training with the boys now, but it's all unopposed, um, which is obviously very different. So if we get the green lights off the surgeon on, on Wednesday, Ryan's good to go full throttle with the group. And then it's a case of getting minutes into his legs. So he's, he's weeks away, um, but that's a, that, that's a big player for us that is not too far away, which is exciting for me. You mentioned Alfredo Morelos and seems to be the, the weekly, the monthly, the yearly question. Is there any movement in terms of his future? Are you confident he'll be remaining a Rangers player? I don't know. Can't answer that question for you. Um, from me, we, we, we want the best version of Alfredo. That's all we've ever asked for. Um, the manager, the players, the fans, that's all we've ever asked for. Um, I've read a lot of stuff around Alfredo. Um, I know where it's coming from. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with him. It's always an interesting situation, pretty much every single transfer window when it comes to Alfredo Morelos. He's not in the country at the moment. He'd been away at Copa America with Colombia. Steven Gerrard says he's not quite sure when he'll be back, but it's just sort of every transfer window, you, you're not really sure what it's going to throw up. There's been links with, with Porto this time round. There have been links with every club since he came, came to Rangers and he started scoring goals. And he had a good season last night, uh, last season, very, very good season. Um, and obviously he's going to attract interest like most of the Rangers uh, players because of you know their league campaign what they achieved in Europe and their performances um, uh, Morelos is in the same boat as every player if the right money comes in and Rangers think it's a, a good deal for them and the player wants to go then fine that'll be a case of moving on I think I personally said last season that it was important to keep Morelos I really did I thought he was could have been a, a big big major player and winning the title and it happened this season I'm the same I would definitely if I can if I was at Rangers keep Morelos but the right money come in because you look at the the backup they've got they've got plenty of backup there um, and if the right money come in for Morelos then fine I'm sure Steven Gerrard's like every other manager as much as he's got a massive squad and he must be looking to offload because there's a lot of players there that are beyond decent money and he'll be looking to try, as much as the board has backed him, and he can't argue with the fact that the board has backed him to the hill, then he's got to start offloading a few players as well. He's brought players in, not many's been out the exit uh, door. So he'll need to start looking at that, but only if it suits Rangers and the price is right. 01419511025 on the phones. After this, we'll be speaking to, or we'll be hearing from, sorry, Celtic boss Ange Postacoglu. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141 951 1025 on the phones. Lots to be getting on with tonight. So let's hear from Celtic boss Ange Postacoglu, shall we? He says he's happy with the progress they're making behind the scenes on the transfer front. He was also telling Sky Sports today that they're working on multiple targets for every position that they're looking to strengthen. Yeah, I think we are making progress. Um, probably more than, than it looks like from the outside. We're, we're kind of chipping away without seeing visible results at the moment but I'm pretty confident we're on the right path. We've signed obviously Leal Labada who came in and had a fantastic debut but you know we've signed Carl Starfelt and, and Kyogre Furuhashi but they're not in here at the moment you know that's the challenges of, of the world we live in so that's a little bit of the frustrating bit it would have been great to have those two boys in already and, and the other ones we're working on conclude them a bit quicker but it's not to say that's through a lack of wanting or lack of hard work. We're, we're endeavouring to get there. We're chipping away, and um, you know, hopefully, over the next two, three weeks, you know, we'll, we'll bear the fruit of that. You know, we've had to have multiple targets in, in in every position because, as I said, it's challenging right now to to get deals done. You know, whether it's because of you know the COVID restrictions or or just you know it's it's still fairly early in the window, so. You know, if I was to say we were after a certain player and we didn't get him, I wouldn't. I'd hate to think that people thought that we went to Plan B because that's not the case. We've got probably three Plan A's running concurrently in the positions we need players, and and for me, it's about getting you know one of those identified into into the squad and into training as quickly as possible. So. You're right, right back is an area where, where we don't have a, a lot of depth at the moment, so that's one of the key areas, but there are other positions that we're still looking for players. There's been a bit of frustration from Celtic fans, some Celtic fans anyway on the phones, just about the the lack of transfer business or the time it's taking to get the transfer business done, but Ange Postacoglu seems, seems pretty relaxed, he seems OK. Slightly frustrated that it is maybe taking longer than he originally thought, but he says they, they've got plenty of options they're looking at and they're working their way through them. Yeah, but I'm sure that uh, any manager, any coach will tell you, Andrew, the start of the season, preparation is everything. He would have loved the players in, he'd have been loved to working with them and the style of football he's going to try and bring to Celtic. Um, and it must be frustrating for him As much as he sounds very positive I like the way he comes across I've said from day one We've got to give this guy an opportunity He's come into a massive job A rebuilding job for Celtic uh, It does take time Obviously with the circumstances It's going, going, up, going around the world just now um, You know it's not just a quick fix We're getting players in And then getting them onto training ground the next day It does take time for him But he's behind in his planning there's no doubt about that. If you look at their opening game the other night there, the back five, for instance, you would never have picked that in a million years it was going to be your, you know, starting your European campaign. Um, so he's got a lot of work to do and he'll be desperate as a manager to get these players in and start working with them in the training ground and bring a bit of freshness to Celtic, a bit of excitement to the supporters desperate to see the new players in action. Um, so as much as he is sounding very positive And he, he sounds he, Every time I hear him in an interview He sounds like sort of a guy He's a very positive manager And I like that about him uh, I'm sure there's a bit of frustration in there That there's not more players in the door 01419511025 If you've got anything on your mind James is a Celtic fan in View Park James what are you making of what's going on at your club at the moment? Well it's an absolute shambles Shambles I was, I was I was trying to phone last night regarding John Kennedy to a lot of Celtic fans are coming on here and giving John Kennedy a hard hard time and it was 103 days before we appointed a manager 
Knowing Champions League games Qualifiers are all coming up Knowing the way the league went last year And I think we've actually went Backwards again for last year Which I didn't think was possible uh, I, I do agree that I thought the timing of appointing a manager Was too late for me As I say you, You're looking at you're looking at your, your rivals, the team that, that you want to beat, the team that's just taking the league off you, and their preparation is spot on. They've got everything done, all their business done. They're, they can relax now and think, you know, if we get a few players out, we can get maybe one or two in just to fill different gaps. Celtic are chasing their tails. They've chased their tails uh, for a manager. Um, Postacoglu would come out of nowhere. Um, and I'm delighted he's here. I'm... Desperate to see what he's going to bring to Celtic But I feel for him He's come in, he's no backroom staff uh, He's chasing his tail for players He's wanting players in to work with him He wants to hit the ground running He wants to make an impression to the Celtic fans To say, you know, forget about Eddie Howe I was the, I'm the right man I'm the guy to take you forward I think he sounds very positive in that um, I just think that I do agree with you I think Johnny Kennedy comes in for a hard ride I think it's it's not right that he, he takes the criticism he does. Everybody that talks about there's Ayer walked out the door, the first person he mentioned was John Kennedy and what he achieved and how he achieved it through the help of John Kennedy as well. Brendan Rodgers, great success at Celtic, talks very highly John Kennedy. So I think we need to get rid of this John Kennedy thing. I think Postacoglu does need his own staff in there, Andrew. But I do think he's been let down a little bit. I think he needs players in. I really do. James, when a, a new manager's appointed, there's a new era, there's a new chief executive, is a bit of patience needed, especially with the, the rebuild job that he, he has on his hands? So, I, I'm actually glad. I'm actually glad that John Kennedy is here just now. As you say, Gordon, he's not even got a number two there now. But un, I just can't get my head around it. Coming from another country, he's not got a number two. I'm glad John Kennedy's there to basically show him the ropes and everything that's happening. The Celtic board, I, I, I just don't know what they're doing. I really don't know what they're doing. They, they know the champ, these Champions League qualifiers worth the money. You're not good enough to get in just now anyway. Absolutely not good enough. That, as you say, that back four the other night and the goalkeeper, oh my God. I've had a Celtic support for over 40. I don't think I've seen anything worse than another night, honestly. Yeah, if you'd, if you'd have said to me the once the season had finished that that would be the, the back, I'll call it the back five, goalkeeper and back four, I would have probably argued all day long with you and said absolutely no chance. And I'm not being disrespectful, but guys like Ralston and, and I know Beaton's played at centre-back, Welsh would get brought in because Duffy was that bad and they were struggling at centre-back with Julian and the young boy Welsh batters away there and works very hard at it. But if you're going to move forward and you're going to chat, you need better quality. Once again, the the spotlight fell on the goalkeeper. And, you know, the question marks have got to be, do you stick with this goalkeeper? Uh, do you hope that he comes through this? Because there's no signs that he is. Uh, he just looks like a goalkeeper that, I don't know, I, 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 would, I would have his fingerprints. I, I don't believe that is the same goalkeeper. Because you can't be that bad, Andrew. Um, you know, with the career that the boys had, he's been brought in for a lot, a lot of money, um, and just now you're looking and thinking the first priority for me was go and get a goalkeeper that can keep the ball out of the net. It makes such a difference, and you seen that the other night there. Um, you know, one nil, and they looked okay, um, and all of a sudden 
the goalkeeper is found wanting once again I mean James is uh, we'll talk goalkeeper aside just in terms of the back four James is you know, clearly clearly panicking a bit when it comes to the defence Ange Postacoglu is saying today that, that right back is a key area he's looking at they've got plenty of options they're analysing Carl Starfelt has already mm. been brought in Christopher Julian is still at the club but he is injured but he will come back at some point I mean these are options that are still to come in from Celtic is there maybe not a bit of hope yeah, there but, for but, Celtic fans that that's not going to be yeah, the back four going look, forward look, of course it won't be of course it won't be and this is what I'm saying about the frustration of the manager he wants the players in just now he wants it and so do the Celtic supporters because even if you keep that back four and you say well Starfield's been added Julian is coming back you still need more have a look at what you're going to go up against next season you're going to go up against Rangers have a look at how many centre-backs have got how many players have got for each position the quality of players have got for each position how they can rotate their squad you can't just turn around and say well we've got a centre-half in Julian will come back we'll get a right-back in and that'll do us that's not good enough Celtic need a lot of players and I'm talking quality players coming through the door and I think there's where the frustration is with the manager and I'll get back to the caller's point I totally agree with them this manager should have his own man in beside him the dugout and also John Kennedy with the experience that he's got at Celtic Football Club and the Scottish game I think that would help him immensely Well thank you to James let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu speaking to Sky Sports today he says he's making contingency plans in case Odson Edward leaves this summer he says it's not his job to convince players to stay he says he just wants them to work hard as long as they're at the club No he has been and, and I guess that's you know, sort of what I was alluding to earlier is that that sort of thing I can't control. Um, I have had a chat to Hudson, and for me what's more important is Hudson's training really well and he's presenting himself um, in games well, he's, he's playing well. So while he's here, I'm treating him as a Celtic player. Now, if, if that changes in the near future, then you know we're making contingency plans for that. But I'm not going to sort of waste too much time in A, trying to convince people to stay and, and, and B, worrying about what's going to happen in the future because there's just too much to do on what I need to influence right now. Ange Postacoglu seems pretty relaxed at the moment about Odson Edward, but is that a situation that you think maybe privately you will want to get sorted out because you've got a player that's got a year left in his contract, he's a, a key player for the club, you, you don't know necessarily whether he's staying or going, he says it's out of his hands and, and just you know wants him to play well while he's there? Yeah, of course, if he's not going to tie him down, um, then he'll obviously look to move him on. Edward wants to go and play elsewhere, that's well documented, there's no doubt in that. Um, and I think that's a hard one for a manager but where it works for him is the fact that he's saying to Edward look yeah you want to you want to leave Celtic you want to go and play elsewhere but you need to play a, a, a certain forum for people to recognise you and come in and sign you Christie's the same you'll get a tune out of Christie just now because he's got his eye on leaving and going to England I'm not knocking the boy for that as I said it's all about finances it's all about what you think your career move is but you want players that... You, he wants to build something, Andrew. He wants to build a team. Look at when Steven Gerrard came in. It took him two or three years just to build that team, his right team, to work with those players, get them into what he wanted them to do in the, the style of football. Postacoglu is no different. And he wants to work with players that he hopes is going to be there for, you know, the, the two, three seasons that he can implement his style of football and get his get his points over. Um, so and I, I totally agree with him he's relaxed about it but I'm sure he wants to resolve if, if Edward doesn't want to be there and they get a good offer in 
He's got to leave. He's got to get him out. Look at Ayer. I think it was the best thing for Celtic. Get him out the door. He obviously last season, his, his mind was elsewhere. That's no good if you're going to try and challenge next season to get your title back. Well, there has been some transfer business coming out of Celtic tonight. It's an outgoing. Marion Schved has made the permanent move to Belgium. He's gone out. It didn't look as if he had any future at Celtic anyway, but I suppose that will be probably good for Ange Postacoglu just to, to maybe get a player out the door that, that he wasn't going to use and, and that'll free up space for someone else to come in. Yeah, it frees up, obviously, some money. The lad just uh, didn't hit it off in, in Scotland. Um, they paid a few quid for him obviously but uh, he's now gone I, I I do believe that's the best way start to start to get the ones that are not going to be in your plans start to remove them from the club try and get them out the door as quick as you possibly can it frees up extra money as well you can go for that little bit more quality because you've probably freed up one or two wages um, and I think that's a good move for Celtic because uh, the lad wasn't going to play any part and the new manager's plans going forward, so he may as well go and uh, try to uh, trade elsewhere. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Aberdeen fans, Hibs fans, we want to hear from you. Big wins in Europe last night. We'll be getting the reaction to those after these. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard 01419511025 if you've got anything on your mind let's take a look at those two European results from last night of course big wins for both Aberdeen and Hibs a 5-1 win for Aberdeen against Swedish side BK Hacken a 3-0 win for Hibs against Andorran side Santa Coloma and it was good to see you know both teams going out scoring goals and getting positive results yeah, most important thing um, Aberdeen under their new manager Stephen Glass um, Ferguson getting a few goals as well So Boyle at Hibs getting a f- off to a good start um, Jack Ross signing a new contract at Hibs So it was all positive for Hibs and obviously Aberdeen And uh, you would probably say that seems safely through I know they've still the return leg But I can't see any shocks there at all um, So I think that both managers will be delighted um, Hibs clean sheet uh, Three goals at home And Aberdeen Five goals at home But um, And new players He signed a few players up there It'll be interesting to see What they bring to the table next year um, You know They've given Steam Glass a, a good bit of backing Brought in some good players Obviously the, the big talking point One was Scott Brown Now captain um, So it'll be interesting to see What they can achieve yeah, still very early in the season, only their first competitive match, but it'll be really encouraging signs for Aberdeen fans, certainly. You look at Christian Ramirez, they signed mm-hmm. him, he came from an MLS club, and he scored his first goal. J. Emmanuel Thomas, who they got from Livingston, looked lively last night as well. As you say, Scott Brown played his part, young Calvin Ramsey at right back. So, you know, if they can continue that form, BK Hacken finished third in the Swedish top division last season, so there's certainly no mugs, and it was a a good performance all round yeah it's a confidence booster you want to go off to a good start it doesn't matter yeah you can look at the opposition and say well at Pataudry Aberdeen should be beating this team uh, but they scored five goals um, so it looks like the manager wants to go for an attacking style um, obviously paid dividends last night but I saw the bread and butter is completely different Andrew when the, the league gets up and running next week Aberdeen obviously faced Dundee United in their opening game and uh, Hibs obviously going to lose to Motherwell. 
Oh, that's the one, is it? You're yeah. getting the predictions in early? Oh, a mother will all day long. A low Andrew Beaters will still be hips. <laughs> Let's hear from Stephen Glass, shall we? He says it was a real good team performance last night. Good players bounce off each other. Uh, they react well to each other. Uh, they all did their bit for the team, though, which was the first thing I asked them as well. A performance and to work for the team. Uh, and I think when good players do that and then they've got the ball and they're dominating the bulk of the possession, certainly first half, then good things can happen uh, but it's important we don't get carried away we know it's it's one game uh, we've got the second leg Thursday night I know that they would like nothing more than to turn it around be a big big story if that could happen so it's important that we do our job right starting now recovering for Thursday night and then obviously you've got half an eye on the Sunday game as well so we've got a lot to look forward to but we've got a lot to, to be prepared for I think if you go and sit and say let's not lose and bad things can happen almost you, you can get tripped up I think it's it's important the way that we play the game we'll be, we will try and win there's a sense of reality that you don't need to go and win 2-3-0 and three nil and if you draw you're alright so the reality of that is always in the back of the players' minds I think there had maybe been a few question marks over the appointment of Stephen Glass just because he hadn't managed that mm-hmm. well, Atlanta United second team he was at and then drafted in but Certainly that will give him confidence going forward as well Yeah, but one swallow doesn't make a summer um, And he's still a lot to prove He's been given the back and he's got some good players up there Andrew, you round off a few good players there Still they, Declan Gallagher to come in as well, yeah, didn't yeah, play last night Yeah, um, he's got a good spine of his team a Good goalkeeper, Declan Gallagher, Brown in there, the jet up front So he's got a, he's got a good squad but he'll have to prove to the Aberdeen fans that it was the right appointment. Yes, he's off to a good start. Five goals. I was listening to him saying there he's very cagey about the return leg. I think the mushroom could go over there about team and get a result. So it shows you how easy that will be. Um, so, no, I think it was a positive start for him. He'll be delighted. He's been delighted with the attitude of the players. But it's all down to a league campaign. They've really got to hit the ground running this season for me, Aberdeen. And they'll be desperate to, to finish higher than the fourth place that they had last season too. Yeah, they've got to look to th- third place. You, you know, I think that you look at Rangers and Celtic, Celtic and Rangers, that'll cement first and second. There's no doubt about that. Um, and then obviously you look at the challengers of Aberdeen, Hibs, terrific season. Um, Livingston always seem to finish up near uh, the top six uh, you've got St Johnston cup winners double um, Motherwell will be fantastic um, you wonder what Hearts are going to bring to the table uh, but you've got to imagine that Aberdeen have got to set their sights on whether it be a good cup run getting to a final or even winning a cup but in the league campaign they've got to be aiming for third Hibs as well, a 3-0 win over Andorra inside Santa Coloma. It's, it's safe to say that it wasn't as stiff opposition they faced last night, but it was uh, it was a bit of a battle out there. There was uh, quite a few tasty challenges. I mean, three red cards in the game in total. I think uh, the Andorra inside had had those two coming as well. They they looked as if they were they were certainly up for the challenge. I'll say against Hibs last night. Yeah, they, they obviously knew Hibs had better players, um, but that's just some of the games. As a manager, as long as you don't get injuries, you're quite happy with the the physical side of it as well. You want a good tempo. You want a good game. Um, I think um, obviously Jack Ross would have learned a lot about you know his side um, new players coming in as well you've got to bed, bed Damon Martin Boyle who had a terrific season last season you've got to say I'm surprised he's still there I thought that someone would have came and taken a chance on him I think he's got a lot to offer 
he gets off the mark last night with a few goals as well so Hibs safely through as well and uh, they look forward to obviously their campaign against Mother Well Jack Ross says he saw encouraging signs There was bits of our game that we still need to improve upon but there was bits that were good in that opening period and I don't think I don't think Matt touched the ball till 32 minutes into the game which is pretty remarkable as well so I think that in that period as I said we were we had 11 men so and I think the players now understand because it's, it's quite difficult to get a real handle on how how what a team is good and bad at and they're technically I think decent and tried to play but I thought we carried that threat so I think the players will go, I think they'll also grow in belief from having won that European game tonight as well and look forward to next week. I think even the expectation side of it again was different tonight because we were expected to win and, and even having supporters in the stadium and it's, we've not had that in a long time where we've carried that expectation and that players are adjusting to that again as well and then the different style and coming up against a technically good team and how you deal with different challenges And but the biggest thing was when we go down to 10 men it's how we how we respond and that's up to me then you know, tactically I said I did think putting Martin up front with Kevin helped us second half and having that 4-3-2 shape I think it suited us just with the game to carry that threat I mean Jack Ross has steadily built a, a very strong squad at Hibs I suppose the key this summer is probably trying to keep a hold of some of the guys he's mentioned you know you talked about Martin Boyle there's mm-hmm. Kevin Nisbet there's been interest in him yeah. and the Ryan Porteous as well Yeah he's got a good squad there uh, he's got some good young players and obviously what happens is you know when they're performing to the level that these guys have been doing last season then you'll get people a little bit interested in them it's up to Hibs to try and keep a hold of them uh, obviously Hibs uh, looked at their manager and decided he was the man to take them forward and gave him a new contract that gives Jack a bit of breathing space to go out there and you know really start to build again uh, he'll be looking for a good season um, a bit disappointed in the Cubs of course he will be delighted with the league campaign finishing third um, so he'll be hoping to build on that I think Hibs could be a real good team this season I really do I think that a few additions in there you, you say they've got good defenders they've got good midfield players and they've got Nesbitt if they can hold on to them they can put the ball in the back of it I suppose that's the next step for Jack Ross because they may be questioned when it comes to the, the bigger games the semi-finals I think they've lost their last uh, certainly three semi-finals under Jack Ross they made it to uh, two last season and won the season before so uh, I mean, he, he, he'll he be desperate for them to be able to go up a level and, and take that next step. Yeah, of course he will be. And and that's what he'll be looking for this season. He'll be looking to maintain his, his third spot, I'm sure of that. But I think he will get some competition. I think Aberdeen could be um, a good side this season. Um, I'll be interested to see how the other sides, as I say, the Hearts and you know teams like that, how they develop uh, over the coming weeks. Um, but I just think we're in for a real exciting season, Andrew. I really do. And we'll have... Plenty, plenty of talking points on the show Yeah, well the league campaign kicks off a week tomorrow Lots of exciting ties then But lots of exciting ties this weekend as well The Premier Sports Cup uh, The group stage concludes this weekend The draw for the next round of that Takes place on Sunday evening Of course some big friendlies this weekend as well Celtic taking on West Ham Rangers have a couple They play Brighton tomorrow And Real Madrid on Sunday but thank you for all your calls tonight that's all we've got time for tonight unfortunately and the end of our run of summer shows the league season as I say is back next weekend and from Monday the two hour shows are back as well Gordon Duncan's back in the hot seat and we'll give you all the build up for a brand new Premiership campaign and there's only one way to kick off the weekend isn't there stick around because the GBX is up next 